Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shador Foy. Now let's get growing. Today, we are on chapter 18, and I encourage you all to grab your Bibles, your pencils, your pens, your journals, paper, all that fun stuff, and let's dive in with verse 1. It says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Verse 2 says, a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. So verse 2, I feel like it is a great place for us to kind of meditate on and just think about ourselves. Like, do we like to express ourselves a lot like you know and I'm not talking about like in a creative way but I'm just saying do we like to always give our two cents do we like to always give our opinion do we like to always comment on everybody's twitter post and instagram post and everything else do we like to always you know express ourselves with our opinions and different things and we have to make sure that yes sometimes when it's asked for you can give your insight on a situation or when somebody asks you, well, what do you, what do you think I should do? Or what do you think, um, about this topic? You know, then you can express your insight, but you know, when you're always trying to give it, no matter if people ask for it or not, then that's where you go wrong. And also you have to express yourself through God, you have to not just point back to yourself, but you have to point to God. When somebody asks you different things, you know that you can give wise counsel because it's God gave you wise counsel. So you have to make sure that you're not being prideful when you give. And it's not out of your own heart, but it's out of the wisdom of God. And then verse 3 says, When the wicked comes, contempt comes also. And with dishonor comes reproach. Verse 4 says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. Verse 5 says, It is not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Verse 6 sorry, says, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. Verse 7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Verse 8 says, the words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Verse 9 says, he who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Verse 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Verse 11 says, the rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. Verse 12 says, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility. So before we are honored, we have to be humbled. God's not going to honor us unless we're humbled because it says before that, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. So we have to make sure that we don't have haughty hearts and God has to make sure that we don't have haughty hearts when he wants to honor us because 
God wants to honor us. God loves us. And God sees us more than a conqueror. He wouldn't call us more than a conqueror, beloved, you know, a high priest, a great nation, if he didn't think that we should be honored. But he knows that, you know, we hear that too much sometimes. And then we start puffing up our chest. And then we start being like, well, well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a high priest, you know, I'm, I'm a part of a great nation. I'm a wise person. I'm righteous, you know, and we forget God made us righteous. You know, God was the one who ordained that over our lives. If God wouldn't have spoken that word, it wouldn't have manifested. So we have to make sure that we are humble enough to give all the glory and honor to God. God wants to give honor to us, but like I was saying the last time, it's a cycle between us and God. God gives honor to us, and we have to flow honor right back into God and just always having that humbleness. That's that humble cycle. God moves in his humility, and we move in our humility, and that creates that perfect cycle between us and God. And then in verse 13, it says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. So we should not always be quick to jump on the bandwagon with what we hear. You know, when we hear a rumor, and like I was saying before, when someone says, well, well, what do you think about this situation? You're not supposed to go in all out of your heart and say, well, I think this, this, and this, and give, you know, what expressing your own heart you're not supposed to do that because then once you figure out that the situation isn't how you thought it was and then that person comes back to you and says well but you said this this and that and the first thing you'll say is well i didn't know that this situation was like this so you have to make sure that sometimes god doesn't even want you to answer certain questions when people say, well, what do you think about this and this? You can answer them as you don't. You don't think about that. You're too busy thinking about God and his goodness, you know? You're too busy thinking about other things to be thinking about somebody else's situation or all the drama and the rumors at your school or in your family for that much, you know? You just have to make sure that you are not giving answers before you know the whole situation and then it says in verse 14 the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness but who can bear a broken spirit so we have to make sure that our spirits are correct and our spirits are not going to be correct through this world our spirits are only going to be correct in god there will come a time where we will depend and need nothing but god we we there will be one time in our lives where we will see that we cannot depend on our mother our friends our brother our father our sister our family we can't depend on nobody or no thing besides god and that is why it's vital that we start practicing that so that way when that time comes, we're not full of pride and shame that we don't even we don't even turn to God. You know, it says in 
verse 10 that the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run to it and are safe there will come a time where whether you're foolish or whether you're wise you you're gonna need the name of the lord to be your strong tower but it says that the righteous run to it and are safe if you are foolish you might see that the name of the lord is a strong tower but you may run from it and be in destruction and be unsafe but you need to make sure that you're in that place that where you're righteous and you run to it to where you are safe. So there will come a time where we are going to need God. We are going to need the Lord. He said, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. There is going to be a day where we're going to realize God is real and there's no doubt about it. And either we can be foolish and stuck in our ways and be like, well, I don't care that God is real. I don't care that I need God. There are people who do it, but we could choose to be that righteous one and say, God, you are a strong tower and I need you and I can't do this without you. Because I don't fight against flesh and blood, but I fight against principalities. And I, if, if my spirit is broken, how am I supposed to fight the things of the spiritual world if my spirit is broken, God? How I can't fight principalities in the natural. I can't have a fist fight with principalities. I can't do that. I can't fight the demons that held me bound. I can't fight these generational curses on my own. I can't fight all this sin that I have placed upon myself that won't let me go because evil constantly pursues me because I am a sinner. I can't do this on my own. You have to get to that place where you are like, God, I choose to run to you and I choose to find safety in you, you know, because it says that even though the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous have to run to it. They have to run to the strong tower. It's not that the strong tower is covering them from the beginning. No, you have to run to that strong tower. God's not going to force himself upon you. He's not going to force his safety upon you. Now, he will give you his word. He will pull on you. He will put you in testing situations to where you should run to him. But it's your choice whether you go in that direction or not. It's your choice whether your feet run to evil or whether your feet run to that strong tower. So we have to make up in our minds, and I pray that we would make up in our minds that we're going to be the ones to run to that strong tower and to find safety. And then it says in verse 15 that the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And verse 16 says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And then in verse 17, it says, the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Verse 18 says, casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. Verse 19 says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Verse 20 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. So, what we speak, we've heard that a lot in Proverbs and a lot throughout the Word of God, that what we speak comes back to us. You reap what you sow. I mean, you sow what you reap, sorry. And like what you say will come back to you. And you got to make sure, do you want do you want your words 
to be bitter in your mouth? Whatever you dish out, do you want that to come back and you taste something super bitter and it's like, ugh, what is that? That's disgusting. Or do you want something that you speak out of your mouth to come back to you and you'd be like, oh, this is this is sweet. This tastes like like honey. This is so this is so delicious. Oh my gosh, I want I want more of this. I'm going to start speaking more blessings upon people's lives. I'm going to start talking more of that wise talk. You know, I'm going to speak more with wisdom and I'm going to speak more for the for the uplifting and encouraging of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm going to do that more. I won't I won't ever want to speak a bad word against somebody. I don't want to speak bad against the ones that God has anointed. I don't want to speak bad against them because I don't want to I don't want to taste that bitterness. You know, you you don't you don't hate of certain food yet put it shove it in your mouth all the time and eat it all the time and tell your parents well this is what I want for dinner and every time you go out to eat well well even though you hate Brussels sprouts and be like well do you guys have Brussels sprouts I think I think I'll get Brussels sprouts every time you go out to eat if you know that you don't like it so why would you do that with your words if you know that you don't like the taste of your words why would you keep on saying them you know versus saying giving out a sweet word so that you can get that sweet word back because God says you should sow what you want to reap so that's in the word of God so you know that it has no choice but to manifest when you when you bless somebody with words of your mouth that's going to come back to you and it's going to be sweet it is going to satisfy your stomach it is going to satisfy your soul And then in verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So you have to realize that you have life and death in your tongue. Your your tongue has the power to speak life and it has the power to speak death. You people don't realize how powerful the mouth is. You know, God, God's word is. You know, we see manifestation through God's word and God was the first. He is the example that when you speak, things manifest. He he spoke the universe. He said, let there be light and there was light and it was good. He said, let there be the sun, let there be the moon and they were there and it was good. God created the universe just by speaking. So we know that words, our mouths are powerful what we say and we are made in his image and in his likeness so we know our words our mouths are powerful we can create things we can manifest things through our mouths or we could destroy things and we can kill things and we can tear down things with our mouths we can do either one we can either build somebody up or tear somebody out tear somebody down it's like it's like with those businesses when they say one bad comment. If you give one bad comment to a product or a business and one bad feedback, that can ruin their whole business. You know, that one that one bad rating can ruin their whole business. That one bad experience can ruin a business. That is the same with us. That one bad word against somebody's life can ruin their life. It can speak death 
into their life. We can speak something against somebody else's business and their business not be prosperous because of it. We could speak something against somebody else and they not be prosperous because of it. Do you, do you want to be that person that is held accountable for making somebody's vision die, for making somebody's life not live in that abundance of life that Christ came to give? Christ said, I give you life so that you can have it more abundantly. But if, if you're constantly speaking word curses against somebody, how are they supposed to, if they can't even get to the life part of it, how are they supposed to get to the abundant part of it? You know, if you don't even let them get past living life they they are not going to think that they can get to the abundant part of it if they can't even live life at the moment so we have to realize that when we're talking especially this year with this year being the year of manifestation of what we speak we have to make sure that we are constantly speaking to build things up and not to tear things down and that is in that is in our tongue we hold that power. So we have to make sure that we are using that power wisely, you know, and that is why I wanted to start this year. Since this year, like I said, being the year of manifestation of what we speak, it is vital for me. And I felt for you all to start this year off with some wisdom. So we know how to use it. You know, we know not to justify the wicked. We know not to speak against the righteous. We we know how to use this powerful little tongue of ours. We know how to speak the wise talk. You know, we know how to speak wisely and to speak prosperity over people's lives and to speak righteousness over people's lives and, you know, just bringing people up, bringing each other up. That is also why I started growing in Christ, just for us teens to bring each other up and not tear each other down. We should all just, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, one body going towards one goal, having one Christ, one God. There's no reason if we all are looking towards that one God, that one holy one, that one Christ, that one savior, we should not be against each other. There's no reason to be against each other. If I have Jesus in me and you have Jesus in you, the Jesus in me can't hate the Jesus in you because Jesus, Jesus knows who he is. You know, Jesus is only one person. He is one man. He knows, you know, he's not going to fight the Jesus in you if I have Jesus in me. So we have to realize that sometimes you got to look past Mark and you got to look past Jane and you got to look past Anna and you got to see Jesus. You you got to see, look here. I I know that sometimes we may bump heads and sometimes I don't I don't like your opinions, but I'm going to look past that and I'm going to see the Jesus in you. And I if if Jane and Mark can't agree, I would hope Jesus and Jesus can agree. So we need to put Jane and Mark to the side and we need to we need to put Jesus into it. You know, we need to separate ourselves and saying, God, I can't do this. I surrender and I'm going to let the Jesus in me talk to the Jesus in that other person because I don't I don't want to speak death upon that other person's life. I don't want to get mad and then, you know, that water start bursting forth into a quarrel. I don't want to do that, God. I just want the Jesus in me 
to communicate with the Jesus and this other person. So sometimes we, this year and for the rest of our lives, we, we got to put that into effect. And I'm saying this in a, for myself as well, just taking your hands out of it and saying, God, Shadora can't talk to this person. I need, I need Jesus to talk to this person. I need the Jesus in me to connect with the Jesus in them because Shadora and this person is not connecting right now, but I need, I need Jesus to connect right now. So sometimes we have to step back and do that. And then in verse 22, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Verse 23 says, the poor man uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly. Verse 24 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So we have to make sure that, you know, when we have friends, we must be friendly. You know, we must be friendly people. And if we want to have godly friends, we must be godly people. You know, we gotta, we gotta kind of give what we want, you know, reaping what you sow. That's what we want to do. We want to sow what we want to reap. If you want friends, you got to be friendly. If you want righteous and wise counsel, you have to be seeking wisdom and you have to be desiring to be wise. So that is the end of chapter 18. And I pray that it bless you all soul and just each and every chapter i'm just gaining more and more wisdom and i pray that the same goes for you all and just learning more promises of god and to being able to connect your faith with the promises of god and just praying that you all um just taking heed to that challenge of the last podcast and for those of y'all who didn't hear it it was just getting five promises of god and the scriptures for them and just constantly claiming those over your life and connecting your faith with the promises of God. And I guarantee you, if you put faith in it, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But if you put some faith in it, God is faithful to perform. He desires to do it. He's just like, as soon as you connect your faith with it, you know, I'm ready to do it. As soon as you, as you, as soon as you connect your faith, as soon as you say yes and amen, every promise of God is yes and amen. And as soon as you say that, I am ready. God's just like on standby. He is ready to send his angels to show you manifestation. It's kind of like when Daniel prayed and he was going through, I believe, 21 days of fasting and the angel came and he was like, as soon as you prayed it, as soon as you prayed for this thing, the angel was was on his way. He was coming. He was like, yes, I am ready. You done, you've connected your faith with God's promise. I am ready to show you manifestation. And yet sometimes the principalities hold them up. So we gotta, we gotta make sure that we are doing overtime of connecting our faith, that we are praying and that we are fasting and that we are showing God, God, I truly desire this. And sometimes Praying and fasting is not because, you know, God needs to see us, you know, at our breaking point for us, him to show us manifestation. But sometimes it's to fight against those principalities because God is, God wants to see us blessed. The principalities and the devil is the one who doesn't want to see us blessed. They're like, oh no, no, you, you, you can't have manifestation. 
You know you. I don't want to see you have the promise of God. No. So that's that's why praying comes in. That's why um, fasting comes in to make sure that we are battling in the spirit that we are giving exerting our strength and our energy to those angels to fight against those things so yes just making sure that we are connecting our faith with god's promises because the moment we do it it's just like daniel the moment that angel said to daniel the moment you prayed god sent that angel on assignment to show daniel manifestation and that is what god is doing for us the moment you connect your faith with god's promise God is going to send that angel to show you manifestation. So yes, just just to keep that in mind, just to keep that story in your mind. So sometimes when you may be getting weak, when you may be struggling, when you may be getting discouraged, you, you say, uh-uh. I'm not going to get discouraged because I know this is nothing but the devil. But guess what? I'm going to praise God. And while I'm praising God, that angel is going to get more strength and be able to battle those principalities and to show me manifestation because the devil shall not have the glory and he won't have the victory because all victory belongs to God and his children and I am his children. So that is just something that we have to really believe for ourselves and I know I say this a lot but as I am talking to you all I'm talking to myself as well and just like I said the last time just me and God's relationship and also I am so blessed by just doing this growing Christ doing the podcast doing the tips and different things like that because it is blessing my soul to just learn all this stuff for me as well so like while you guys are learning I am learning too, and that's why I didn't want it to be like a me, me, me thing. Like, I'm a teacher, you guys are students, I know something that you don't know, I'm at a level higher than you, ha, ha, ha. No, I didn't want it to be like that, but I wanted us to grow with each other and off of each other and through each other's testimonies and different things like that. And I know I know that kind of takes more place more in the tips than it does on the podcast, but I would really love to have a interface where I could hear from you guys as well concerning the podcast and different things like that and that might be something that I would like to look into to just get a little bit more feedback and so it can be more of that interaction and different things like that because I know you know um to fail not to assemble yourself and we are all like I said we are all a part of the body of Christ so you know it is it is a blessing to be able to come together and join together and learn from one another and be encouraged by one another. That is such a blessing. So yes, just keep on, let us, all of us, keep on connecting our faith with God's promises and going from faith to faith to faith. Just don't think because you conquered one thing, you know, because you had faith for God to, you know, um, do one thing that he you're not gonna have to have faith tomorrow for him to do another you know we should always try and challenge our faith and go from faith to faith to faith because god is a faith to faith to faith god you know god is like i have not even shown you the half of what i could do yet you know he defeated the israelites enemies just by them praising god and he was like "Mm -mm, this isn't even the half of what i could do you know, it's not even the half of what he, even what he wants to do. 
you know, God, God will do it, but he's like, uh, this doesn't, this doesn't really show my power. This doesn't, this doesn't really show my grace and my mercy and my love, you know? Yeah, sure. I can, I can defeat your enemies without you having to, you know, battle them or anything, but this, this doesn't really show that even the one third of it, the one tenth of it, it doesn't even show it. So, you know, that is a blessing to serve a God like that. I am your host, Shador Foy, and thanks for joining the Growing in Christ podcast. The growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. For through this verse, we know that if we keep on trusting in God, simultaneously, we'll keep on growing in God.